Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 9th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. It is a season for us to level up. It is a season for us to make progress. We serve a God of progression, not a God of regression. With God is always forward, ever, backward, never. The best is yet to come. With God is always, your latter will be greater than your former, right? And so with God, we're always moving forward and higher and deeper and stronger. And so this is a season for us to level up. There's grace made available for new levels. And we are seeking God. We are releasing our faith to tap into God's grace, to level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. One of the ways that we're going to do it is with the word of God. If you want to level up, you have to get back to the word. If you want to level up, you have to read your Bible. If you want to level up, you have to recommit yourself. Let's go back to the word of God. We are going to level up with the word. That said, uh, I've been teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. I want us to go back to the Parable of the Sower again this morning. The title of today's message is The Connection Between Money and the Supernatural. I'm going to talk about the connection between money and the supernatural. Money is the least of all riches. But if you want the the true riches, if you want the real stuff, if you want the critical things in God's sight, You have to pass the money test. So there's a connection between money and the supernatural. Let's talk about it. So in the parable of the sower, once again, Jesus said, the farmer is like someone who plants God's word, God's word of seed, and the farmer takes God's word and plants it down inside of people. People are the soil. The soil is our heart. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road, and that's like the people that hear the word of God but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand what they heard, Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the teaching, uh, but they quickly and gladly accept it. Like up front, they say amen, but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. And as a result, as soon as trouble comes or persecution comes because of the word that they receive and notice that trouble and persecution will come because of the word, the word attracts trouble, the word attracts persecution, then they're quick to give up. Why? Because they didn't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. That's kind of where we are right now. We've been studying this for a while. Now, these are the people, the Bible says, that receive the word of God. However, they allow their lives to become full of other things. Like, like what is your life full of? Other things. And if your life is full of other things, the word is not going to work. Jesus said, well, okay, Jesus, what are the other things? Jesus gave us three categories of other things. He said the cares of this world or the worries of this life, people that are just consumed with what's going on in this world, right? That's one issue. Another one is the love of money. That's what we're talking about right now. Yet people are consumed with money. Money is their pursuit in life, not God. And so they're pursuing money instead of pursuing God. And now since their priorities are out of order, yeah, then the word is not going to work. And then the last one is you got the worries of this life or the cares of this world, the love of money. And the last one is selfish desires. The Bible says everything else they want. They have selfish pursuits. You're pursuing something in your life that initiated in your heart and not in God's heart. And so now your life is all about you and what you want instead of what God wants 
for you. Jesus said, these people, listen, all this other stuff grows up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and it keeps the word from working. Now, other people, and we're going to get there, we're going to get there in this series. Now, other people are like, see, that's planted on good ground. Say good ground. Yeah, good ground. These are the people that hear the teaching and they accept it and, and, and they rid their hearts of all distractions and they let the word do what it does and the word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. You and I, we're after 100. Say, say amen to that. All right. So uh, I've been focusing in on the love of money uh, or what the King James calls the deceitfulness of riches. We'll, we'll flow in that same vein today. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. As I get into these three things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Lock in. Three things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right, number one. You must trust God before the supernatural can become natural for you. And so I told you that once you're born again, you're no longer natural to this world. You're natural to the supernatural. The supernatural is natural to you once you're born again. Actually, once you're born again, you're born from above, filled with God's spirit, and the Holy Spirit is your connection to the Father. You are literally supernatural, and the supernatural is supposed to be natural to you. At that point, when you are doing things that are based on the flesh, it's not that you're being natural, because actually you're natural to God's state, not this state. What the Bible says at that point, you're being carnal. You are carnally minded, right? Carnally minded. One of my friends used to call it a meathead. You are carnally minded. Why? Because you're not, you're listening to the flesh and not the spirit, right? But if you ever want the supernatural to become natural to you, if you ever want the supernatural to flow through your life on a daily basis, you have to pass the money test. Let me talk about it. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus sent his disciples out. Uh, he was like, okay, listen, to this point, he was the one doing all the miracles. He was like, now I'm sending you guys out to do miracles. He says, now I want you to go. Now I'm gonna tell you where to go. Don't go to the Jewish people right now. It's not my season to minister to them, right? Uh, go to where, and don't go to any town where the Samaritans live, but go to the people of Israel. Um, I'm sorry. He said, don't go to the non-Jewish people, right? That's not my assignment right now. Uh, go to the people of Israel. And when you go, I want you to minister to them. They're like sheep that are lost. And I came here to get them back. So when you go, I want you to tell them what I've been saying. I'm going to tell you what to say. See, God is always going to tell you what to say. I want you to, I want you to say what I've been saying. And what, what have you been saying, Jesus? The kingdom of God is near. I want you to go and preach that the kingdom of God is near. Now you guys go. And I also, I also want you to heal the sick. I also want you to raise the dead. I also want you to walk up to somebody with leprosy, lay hands on leprosy and watch the leprosy recover. I want you to walk up to people that have demons in them and cast out demons. I want you guys to do it. You've been watching me, but now I want you to do it. Now I'm giving you these powers freely, right? Freely you receive, so freely you give. So you, you ready? They're like, oh yeah, we ready. You ready? Oh yeah, 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 we ready. You're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to lay hands on lepers. You ready? Yeah, yeah, we ready. Okay, well, before you go, let me tell you something. You can't take no money with you. They was like, what? Okay, let me, let me just tell you this. Right up front, number one thing, before you go, I'm letting you know you can't take no money with you. You can only take whatever you're wearing. That's it. Why? Because a worker is going to be given everything that he needs. So to this point, to be clear, to this point, Jesus is the one doing all the miracles. Matthew 10, up to Matthew 10, Jesus is the one doing all the miracles. Crowds were forming to watch him do ministry. They was like, oh my God, there's a miracle worker in town. He's causing the blind to see and the lame to walk and the dumb to speak. Oh my God. And they're showing up and Jesus is like, well, okay, the supernatural, 
is natural to me, but I want it to be natural to you. And so I'm about to give you some power. I'm about to send you out. You ready? He was like, yeah. Okay. You ready to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Okay. Well, number one, number one, hold on. You can't take no money with you. Why? Because he wanted their total trust, their confidence to be in God and not in money. Far too many people put their confidence in their, their bank account, their checking account. Their confidence is in money and their confidence is not in God. Jesus was teaching us, his disciples and us by proxy, to put our confidence in God, total confidence in God. If the disciples, watch this, if the disciples could not trust God for a few dollars, then there's no way they were going to do the supernatural. The supernatural, right? If you can't trust God, I'm going to go out there, okay, uh, where, where, where am I going to sleep? Well, well, I guess God is going to have to provide me a place to sleep. I mean, what, what am I going to eat? Well, I guess God is going to, maybe somebody will bring me a sandwich. I don't know. I guess God is going to, where am I going to, stop. If you can't trust God for that, if you can't trust God for a dime from a dollar, if you can't trust God for $5, $10, $1,000, there's no way you're going to do the supernatural. No way. Well, cause you can't, you can't trust. I remember one time, uh, uh, God used me to cast demons out of this lady. The lady looked at me. It was a small lady and a man's voice came out of that lady. Right. And the man's voice said, I'm gonna kill you. And, you know, and the peace of God was all over me. So I wasn't scared. And so we cast the demons out. But there's no way you're going to cast demons out if you can't trust God for five dollars. That's not going to happen. There's no way. If some, if the Holy Spirit says lay hands on that person and that person has a contagious disease like leprosy and, God, and the Holy Spirit says lay hands. If you can't trust God for money, there's no way you're going to lay hands on that person. Listen, you got to pass the money test so you can operate in the supernatural. God wants you to see him as your source. I'm talking about source. He has to be your source and your supply. Listen, you are not going to flow the way that the Holy Spirit wants you to flow if you tr can't trust God with money, because in the kingdom of God, money is the least of all riches. In the kingdom of God, money is the least of all riches. And so if you can't trust God with money, then God can't trust you with true riches. God can't trust you with the supernatural. God, let me just say this as I close out the first point. When you trust God over trusting money or the things of this world. So what happens is this is your heart, right? So when, when your heart is set on God, on heaven, and, and, and you can trust God over trusting money or anything down here in this world, then what happens is you're learning to disconnect your heart from this world. But you were born that way, though, right? You were born with your heart connected to this world. And so once you're born again, God is saying now, now that you're born again and you're born from above, I got to get your heart set on the things that are above, right? I got to get your heart set on heaven setting. And if I can ever get your heart set on the things that are above and not the things that are beneath or below, then now once, if you can just trust me over earthly things like money, then, okay, cool. You got it. Got it. Now that your heart is set on the, in the right direction, now I can trust you with real stuff. Now, now I can cause you, use you to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I can, I can use you to speak with new tongues and give the interpretation of it. I can use you to release prophetic words of utterance. I can use you to, to go run this business for me and raise millions of dollars to fund kingdom projects. I can use you to go, I can use you to do all of these things. Why? Because your heart is set on the things that are above and not the things that are below. Why? Because you've disconnected your heart from this world by disconnecting it from money. Money is is the least of all riches. Say amen to that. Number two, you must get to the point where you see God as your source for all things, all things. God is your, say God is my source. God, God has to be your source for all things. He is your source 
and your supply. If you don't see God as your source when it comes to money, then you're not going to see God as your source for other things, for the true riches, for the true things. People stay in frustration when God is not their only source. Let me explain what, what I mean. This is what happens. Frustration sets in when people vacillate. When frustration sets in, when people are like, oh, I, I wrote out a check, I tithe. Oh my God, I, babe, we're going to believe God. Let's believe God. And so now your, your heart is on the things that are above. But then something happens when money gets tight and then you just got paid. Now it's time to tithe again. And you're like, mm, I don't know. Money is tight. What are we going to do? And so now you start vacillating. And so now you're like, I'm trusting God, but I'm trusting money. I'm trusting money, but I'm trusting God. And I'm convinced that once you start vacillating, when God looks at you and you are shifting between two opinions and you are vacillating between trusting God and trusting money, that God steps back and says, okay, well, I'll, I'll wait till he's ready. I'll wait till she's ready. If God is not your only source, then he's not your source. Let me say that again. If God is not your only source, then he's not your source. In Psalm 16, 2 and 5, the, the, the psalmist said, my soul waits only upon my God. My only expectation is from him. God is my source and my supply. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. I, 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 I go wherever God tells me to go. I do whatever God tells me to do. I'm not here to serve money. I'm here to serve God. Jesus said, you can't serve God and money. You have to make your decision. If you serve money instead of for serving God, Watch this. Your plan and your life are going to fall apart. So going back to the parable of the sower, he, Jesus is like, listen, here's the problem with all of this. I'm sowing the word into the soil of your heart. And so if your heart is set on money instead of, instead of on me, then now your heart is not conducive. The soil of your heart is not conducive to the seed of the word. And so the word is not going to grow. Watch this. If you don't trust God with money, you can go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. You can listen to me. You can open up your Bible and read the word. But if you don't trust God really in every area, then you can actually do all of this and the word not work. And there's nothing wrong with the word. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> it wasn't like I tried the word. The word didn't work. No, the word tried you and you didn't work because the conditions of your heart are not conducive to the seed of the word. Say amen to that. All right. Number three. And finally, God only entrusts the most important things in his kingdom to humans who trust him. God only entrusts the most important things in his kingdom to humans who trust him. Once again, Matthew 10, Jesus is sending out humans, common people. This was not the 12. This, he's sending out a group beyond the 12. So it's a group of people that he's sending out. He's sending out this group to perform the supernatural. He wanted them to experience what it's like to be a human conduit of the divine. He wanted them. It was like, I know what it's like for the father to flow through me daily, but I want them to know what it's like. I want them to know what it's like for the father to give you the words and the father to perform the work. I want them to know what it's like to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I want them to know what it's like to be, uh, uh, to, to, for the supernatural to just flow and the power of God to be manifested. I want them to know what it's like. Uh, I, I want them to go experience this, right? 
But before you go, guys, you can't take no money with you because if you can't trust me for money, you can't trust me with for, for the real things. I well, Let me say it this way. If you can't trust me for money, I can't trust you with real things. And so it comes down to passing the money test. If you want real power, God has to be able to trust you. And so God, he will test you, especially where money is concerned. So please, as I close, come on, look at me, please pass the money test. Money is the least, it's the smallest thing in the kingdom. Money is the least of all riches. Please pass the money test because there's a connection between money and the supernatural. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. Let me just say this. Uh, This is not part of my message, but um, I just posted some pictures on social media of our building project in the Dominican Republic. We're building, our ministry is building a school and a church. And I'm excited about it. I'm going to be there soon to see the construction and all of that. And um, uh, not that long ago, the person overseeing the project, he came to me and was like, oh, Rick, I am so sorry. But, you know, I gave you an estimate. I gave you a budget. Uh, but, you know, everything has gone up in the Dominican Republic. The cost of concrete has gone up like 40%. The cost of labor has gone up 30 to 40%. The cost of this has gone up. cost of that has gone up. We're going to need more money. I am so sorry. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> he was like, well, are you, are you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm okay. Why? Because God knew. God already knew that the stuff was going to go up. I mean, this is not my project. It's God's project. It's not my money. It's God's money. So God already knew that the cost of everything was going to go up. And so I guess God already got the money. I mean, I'm not, I, you know how much I cared about that? Not one iota. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, it's not, it's not on me. Wait, listen, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. And so, yes, the money. Now, if you want to participate, go to ripministries.org and make a donation. All your donations are tax deductible in the United States. But look, we're going to get this building project finish. I mean, we're going to get it done and then we're going to keep ministering to these kids and we're going to do it. We're going to do it because we're doing what God said. And at the end of the day, if you want to participate, now this project is blessed because God blessed it. If you want to get in on the blessing, go sow a seed. If you don't, somebody else will. It's really that simple. At the end of the day, it's God's project. You got to get to the point where you pass the money. I'm, I have zero concern. And, and just like that, when it comes to ministry, I have zero concern personally. My, we give, Isabella and I give more every month than, than, oh my God, than we used to give almost in a year. And so, so why? I have zero concern. I, I just do whatever God tells me to do. Whatever he puts in my hands, he says, this much is seed for sowing. This much is bread for eating. Go out, have fun. Go have a steak dinner. Go on vacation, all that. Here's seed for sowing. Here's bread for eating. He, he ministers the seed to do it. And then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. My God, this is the way we're supposed to live. Say amen to that. God can give you money with a mission and prosperity with a purpose. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by making you my number one priority in every area, including my finances. Everything I need, it's already stored up for me. So my total trust, my hope, my confidence is in you, Father. You are my source for both natural and spiritual things. I do not trust uncertain riches. I trust my certain God. I love you, Father. You bless me richly. You give me all things richly to enjoy. Money is my servant. Money is not my master. I can have money because money does not have me. So I enter this day convinced that I will accomplish 
everything I was born to accomplish. I will do all you have called me to do by your grace and for your glory. Not relying on me, not relying on my bank account, but only relying on you and your eternal supply. Living this way, I level up and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want these notes. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button on the top right. Hit that, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Two things. Go right now. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then go share this message. This is something that people need to hear. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.